Welcome to Policy Today, thoughtful discussion of current issues vital to the future prosperity of Washington State, produced by the Washington Research Council. Hello and welcome to the Washington Research Council's uh, Common Ground podcast. I'm flying solo again. Um, this is Mary Strau. Uh, today we have special guest Senator Christine Rolfus who is state senator from the 23rd Legislative District. Um, And today we are going to be continuing our discussion on McCleary, the 2012 Supreme Court ruling, which found that the state was unconstitutionally not fully funding basic education in the state of Washington. Um, And so we're going to be talking about that, K-12 funding, uh, where we are in terms of hitting our deadlines, the Supreme Court, all that kind of stuff. We might even have time maybe for a little bit on charter schools, but we'll see. So first of all, Senator Rolfus, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, and sorry again, our good friend Randy isn't here. I'm going to try to be channeling her and having multiple personalities. And I think Randy and I are good enough friends now that I can probably imagine some of the questions she would ask. I'll try to channel her too. <laughs> okay, great. That's a good thing. We like Randy. Okay. So let's start off with, um, you are on, well, first of all, you're on the Senate Education Committee and on the Ways and Means Committee. So you're deeply involved in McCleary. You are also on the governor's work group on McCleary. Can you give us sort of a preview of what we can expect from this upcoming session? I mean, I've heard talk about, oh, we're going to put together a plan maybe to satisfy the Supreme Court, but what what do you think is going to happen this session? All right, well, I'll start with it is almost impossible to predict. Yeah, sure. So I don't want to I don't want to make too many um assumptions about about what, where we'll be going, but I am working with seven colleagues, um, with kind of facilitated by the governor's office, to see if we can put together a plan that will address the Supreme Court's concerns. Mm-hmm. And so I, we have some general agreement. There's eight of us. There's two from the Senate Democrats, two from the Senate Republicans, and then also four from the House, same breakout, mm-hmm. two Republicans, two Democrats. Right. And the eight of us have gotten together multiple times. We have some basic areas of agreement. And the idea is that we acknowledge that there are members, including some on that task force, that don't necessarily want to use language that is strictly in compliance with what the court is asking us to do. But the eight Mm. of us have agreed, put aside our different opinions about the court case, and agree that we need to do what's best for the kids of the state and the public education system of the state. Right. So if we can put aside differences about whether we want to tell the court to pound sand or whether we want to comply, um, let's see how we can move forward. Yeah. So that, you know, it seems like a really easy conversation to have. That took took some time to get us all there. Oh, I can imagine. The goal was, um, I think some of us, I had hoped that we would have a draft plan that we could put before the legislature in November. I'm hoping still that we may have something we can give the legislature to consider the first week or two of session. Okay. And we'll be getting back together next week. And just to remind folks that we're not being asked to fund the schools by the end of this legislative session. We're being asked to provide the court with our plan for how we're going to get there. Right, right. Um, And I know some in the past have said, well, the plan would be uh, the piece of legislation that funded it. Um, 
but it seems to be making more and more sense, especially since in this session, you're not, it's a supplemental budget year and you're not going to be, I imagine, not going to be doing any major pieces of uh, funding uh, to at least give people an idea of how we're going to get from A to B, you know, from here to full funding. Um, yeah. And at least do some kind of work this session. Yeah, as much as I would like to see us get going on the funding, yeah. the legislature hasn't even really done the homework that needs to be done to get right. us to the next phase of funding. So we, a lot of us, I think that um, Representative Magandaz and Representative Litton may have mentioned this before, a lot of us are looking at the work we did in 2009 and 2010, mm-hmm. which were bills that were passed that laid out um, priorities. So all day kindergarten and small class sizes in first through third, kindergarten through third grade. Yeah. We agreed on that six years ago and we're just getting to the funding of that. Mm-hmm. And none of us want to wait that long, but those bills are examples, I think, of what a plan might look like. Okay. So the, we'll sh- we can show how we might phase it in over time in a way that doesn't um, overwhelm the system. Um, but at the same right. time allows us to make changes along the way if we need to. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting what you said about sort of setting aside feelings about the Supreme Court, because I know that's sort of, that's been an issue for some members, um, chafing at, at the Supreme Court for one reason or another, whether it's on McCleary or on charter schools. So it seems to make sense what you said, to put that aside and just focus on, okay, what does the legislature actually need to do? Um, that that may actually be more productive as opposed to how do we, you know, dot our I's and cross our T's for the court as opposed to, okay, how do we do what's best for the kids? And that would, one would imagine that would, by its very nature, satisfy the court. Fingers crossed. Yeah, and I think that's the goal. I still um, find it very important to get out of contempt of court. I don't think the public has any faith in the legislature when we're being held in contempt and being Mm -hmm. fined. Yeah, you know, for better or worse, you can you can debate whether Mm -hmm. the the court did the right thing, but that's the the set of facts we're working with. And a lot of legislators would like to see that contempt case go away. So that is a legitimate motivating factor. Yeah, but if that doesn't motivate you than doing what's best for the kids. We pick up some more people with mm-hmm. that as a motivation. Mm-hmm. So if we we do what's best for the kids and it can get us out of contempt, it's a win-win for probably 75% of us. Yeah, sure. And there's going to be the guys, that, the folks that are never going to help out. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. not going to solve the problem. Right, so. right. Um, to the extent you can, I'm, I understand you can't go, probably can't go into too many specifics, but what would a plan look like? If you can say, give any specifics at all. Well, I my perception yeah. of a plan yeah, yeah. May, Just would be different, pers- right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. But I would like us to do a a timeline, really, that mm-hmm. says by April of 2016, the legislature will have accomplished this. Okay. And you know, we don't even we haven't even agreed on the definition of basic education. So there's all this oh, conversation really? about. What is the court? Um, the court's telling us to fund the schools, to fully fund basic education, but there's no consensus in the legislature on what e- even basic education is. Really? Yeah, and so oh, you look at it, okay. what the court is saying is every student in this state, every child in this state should have equal access to the <coughs> basics of a public education. Sure. And we haven't said what that is. So oh. that's huge. Yeah. We also know we have a um, pretty significant teacher shortage 
right now, and okay. it's only going to get worse. Oh, interesting. And so we have a set of problems that's different from the definition of basic education related to how you pay teachers and how, you know, administrators and other educators are also in that mix, but teachers are the biggest um, challenge right now. How do you pay teachers so that every district can equally access the same talent pool? So mm. right now you have districts that can pay a lot more than other districts because they have levies and exactly. they can pay more. And so that is, that's part of what the Supreme Court identified as a problem. Mm-hmm. If the state is only providing $35,000 a year for a teacher right out of college, then those districts that can pay forty eight are the ones getting those freshly minted teachers. That's right. So it's real it's unfair and then the kids don't have access to the same quality and the same kind yeah. of experience. You get um, inequity in the system. Very inequitable. So that's a key thing too that has nothing to do with whether we have small classroom sizes mm-hmm. or career education. Mm-hmm. It's how do we pay teachers? Right. And the problem, the major problem is that's really expensive. Yeah. Um, now I know there are two major proposals for addressing that issue of te- and it, this is the teacher pay issue is sort of the last huge remaining funding issue of McCleary would that be correct to say to the state assuming responsibility for um basic teachers basic education salaries yeah i wouldn't that is i that is the biggest price tag price problem tag, right. i consider it phase 2 there's still there's still another phase which is a discussion about how big classes should be in high school, um, oh, you know, right. career training. Mm-hmm. How do we want to get STEM into the classes? Oh, paying yeah. for special ed, you know, yeah. those issues. But that's a smaller price tag than the than teachers. The teachers. Um, so there's the idea of a levy swap, and then which wouldn't cover the entire cost, from what I understand. Of what is it, three and a half billion dollars? Yeah. Um, and then there's an, an idea of a capital gains tax, uh, a new capital gains tax since Washington State doesn't have one. Where, where do you stand on that? On, well, my position has been, and I think it's sort of the Senate Democrats' position, is everything should be on the table. Mm-hmm. But the first problem that needs to be solved is agreeing on what we're paying for. Right. And then we can scramble with how we're going to pay for it. Um, But a lot of the conversation in Olympia has been driven more by how we're going to pay for it than what we're going to pay for. So I'm trying to shift that discussion to what do we want and then figure out, do we have, how would we pay for it? And if we can't afford that, then let's scale back what we want. Okay. Um, So, so there are a lot of possibilities, but most of them involve raising somebody's taxes somewhere. And so whether you're Democrat or Republican, nobody really likes voting for taxes. Nobody likes paying them and no politicians like voting for them. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's it's tricky and that's why we're sort of stuck on this phase two. Like we haven't made progress because the solution is really is difficult. A sticky wicket. Sticky wicket. And if it involves taxes, you need to have public support. Or oh yeah. Or it'll be rescinded by mm-hmm. the people. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell me, what do, what do you think base, basic education involves? The, if you think about it in terms of what should each child have access to, so what kind of, across all school districts, from Seattle to Othello, what do we want the kids to have? Right. It's going to vary, depending on the needs of the kids. But 
you want to have, I would like every school to have the library resources it needs. The, a school nurse, as mm-hmm. much of a school nurse as that school needs. Mm-hmm. Um, class sizes that aren't crowded. So the state, the legislature has agreed on the little kids. Mm-hmm. What's, what do we need for the big kids? So is a, a classroom of 32 students in a um, chemistry lab um, is probably technically too large. Mm. to be doing experiments. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the ideal classroom size for high school science? What's the ideal classroom size for math? Um, what do we want the eighth grade language arts to look like? So just um, kind of an agreement on the basics there. And we don't we don't have that yet. So currently there is levies are paying for librarians for um, anything beyond the credits that the high that the state is requiring. So if kids are college bound the le- levy system can mm-hmm. pay for the classes that those kids need, the AP classes or the after-school classes. But if you have a you have a district that doesn't have that, those kids aren't getting access. Oh. And so as a legislature, if we don't want to offer that, we need to say that. But right now I think the public has an expectation that the kids in Othello should have the same opportunities as the kids in Bellevue. Mm-hmm. And that, um, you know, there's always going to be inequities, but kids should have the same opportunities. Okay. So that... That might be one of the things to address this year is, okay, what what is the basic education? What are we going to agree on in terms of what are the components of basic education? Yeah, and we've been punting that forever. <clears throat> right. Yeah, well, we're getting, I guess as we get closer to the 2018 deadline, it, you know, have to knuckle down and... Yeah, and we, you know, in 2010 and, and 2009, we passed bills that defined it, mm-hmm. but never put numbers. Like we said, school nurses, librarians, um, oh, small I class see. sizes in high school, but we never picked a number. Okay. Because we so were afraid we'd be committed to doing something. Right. Now, I understand there's going to be, um, I don't know what the right word is, a study or a lot of research done with all of the dis- or a lot of the districts in the state to sort of help put more of a firm price tag on what all of these things cost. Um, is that correct, that that's being done? I think done? We're, we're not doing this study. There is growing consensus that we need to have that oh, information. Okay. So I think that if that's what you've heard, it's because mm-hmm. I think we're all in agreement that that would be helpful. Okay. And the question isn't, you know, right now, levies are prohibited from paying for basic education. Yes. But every levy in the state, all 295 school districts, anybody that has a levy mm-hmm. is paying for basic mm-hmm. education out of mm-hmm. their levy. But we don't know of the 295 school districts, what are they paying for in the levies that they shouldn't be paying for? Right. Because you could argue that is the state's responsibility. So if all the districts that have levies are paying for a half-time librarian, I keep going back to librarian because yeah. it's an example. Sure. But paying for a half-time librarian in their elementary schools, <coughs> the state is not, mm-hmm. then clearly the half-time librarian has been um, just by virtue of all districts find it to be a necessity, that's basic education, mm-hmm. and maybe the state should be taking up the cost for that. Yeah. Otherwise, if you were going to purely audit and tell the, levy, the districts to stop it, you'd blow up the entire school oh, public sure. education system. Oh, yeah. So the idea is we need to get that information. And nobody has wanted to share it because what they're doing is already not constitutional, but the legislature has pushed it to the districts to take care of. Yeah. Well, I'd imagine if they all participate, I mean, they would, they're all sort of equally in the same boat. 
Yeah, um, and it's part of, you know, the legislature cuts school funding or underfunds it specifically because we know the local voters will support it. Mm-hmm. So it's been purposeful over 20 to 30 years of just kind of punting to the locals and allowing them to take care of their own schools. Yeah. And now we're in this position. Position. With a court. Yeah. Okay, so um, timeline, defining basic education, those seem like two pretty <clears throat> big tasks that ideally could get done this session. Anything else? I think that we are coming to consensus on this on the salary structure, on oh, a future really? salary structure. Oh, interesting. So I've been pushing on getting some general agreement yeah. on that. And then maybe not finalizing it, not starting the funding, but agreeing sure. this is what we're going to work off of. And then using the six, the six to eight months that we have between 2016 and 2017 mm-hmm. to um, tighten that up, really work it and see how we need to, what changes we might need to make. And then in 2017, start funding it. Okay. So I'm, I'm kind of pushing for a more accelerated approach than others yeah. may be. Yeah. But the other, the other, um, I guess the thing I want to really stress is there's no way to do this without asking every Washingtonian to contribute. Mm-hmm. And so you hear this concept of a levy swap where you'd lower levies and raise state property tax, and it would be revenue neutral across the state, which means it would cost no more. You'd be taking as much from local levies as you would be raising state taxes. So across mm. the state, it would be no tax increase. Right. But for taxpayers, it would differ. In, it'd yeah, be depending on where depending they on live. Where you live. But it's also not enough money. Mm. So if you were if you were just going to do that, you'd be lowering levies to from twenty four percent of al- allowed amounts to down to six percent. So you're cutting school levies by about two thirds. And you can't do that without absolutely eliminating programs in different school districts mm. because mm-hmm. of the um, reliance that districts have on those levies to pay okay. for basic salaries and, and other things. Okay. So that concept of a levy swap, I think we're slowly seeing more legislators move away from that and looking mm. more at maybe that raising the state property tax is a solution mm-hmm. and at the same time lowering levies will be a byproduct because mm-hmm. we won't need them as much. Right. But this one-for-one swap where you're taking $3.5 out of local levies and adding 3.5 to the state, it, the math doesn't work in a way that, that districts won't be hurt. Interesting. Um, how much in addition, or do you, th- do you think $3.5 is a kind of a good, are you comfortable with that number? Is there going to be more that's needed? Or is three three point five billion about? Three point five billion is a number that in the Senate we've kind of coalesced around. Right for the salary. For the right, okay, portion. for the salaries. Yeah. but then there could be more. Could be more um, between one and three billion over time. Okay, for the basics. in addition. In addition, so okay. smaller class sizes or more personnel or. Um, more college-oriented or career-oriented classes. Okay. If you want to do anything extra, it's going to cost. Yeah, more. yeah. Now, one of the things I've been interested in about, and I'm sure a lot of other people have too, about uh, teacher salaries, and I know this isn't an issue that you will um, tackle this year, but you were saying that there there's some agreement coalescing around a teacher salary structure. So the state will be assuming responsibility for funding teacher salaries as far as it relates to basic education. What then do you think will happen in terms of uh, bargaining 
um, all the, you know, for the, their salaries and health care and retirement and all of that. That's, that's a, such a huge issue. And what do you, what do you think should, should the way things are changed now? Would, the, would there be local bargaining? Would the state have more of a role? I think there, there, you know, so far nobody in, um, in the legislature, there isn't a strong majority saying get rid of teachers' unions. You know, right. That's a political um, oh, opinion, yeah. but yeah, that's yeah. not no, no. that hasn't entered the policy <coughs> debates. Right. The 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 um, discussion has been around local unions. So the 295 districts all have their own bargaining unit. Sure. So their teachers organize per district, versus having that be bargained at the state. So here's why our bill, the bipartisan bill, didn't include that component. That issue was kind of addressed in the 70s with a solution that still works if we do it right, which is the state provides a teacher salary model. So if anybody's familiar with a, like a pay scale in, mm-hmm. a, in a business or definitely in government, you have right. a pay scale, you move up, every year you move up a step. Yeah. After some time, you actually move up like a whole range and then you start your steps all over again. Yeah. Teachers have the same salary structure. Okay. And the, the state determines that salary structure and then sends the money. So if you have a small district with 10 teachers, I'll just say that because it's easy math. Mm. One of them's new first year right out of college. This, there is a formula. The state sends the district $35,000 for that teacher. If you have another person that's been there 30 years and is very senior, the state sends them, I'm going to say $62,000. I don't remember. But it's, you know, $60,000. Right, yeah, roughly. Right? So they get that money. The, and the... the um, so they'll get a big check from the state for salaries, and then locally they distribute that. They bargain how that's going to be spent. Okay. Most of the districts follow the state model. Okay. So then if $35,000 isn't enough to attract a teacher to Seattle, they supplement that mm. with money from the levy. Mm. And so mm-hmm. they bump up the salary maybe to 50000 to get a teacher into a Seattle school. Okay. That's coming out of the levies. Okay. So what we're proposing is that we take the existing salary model, the pay scale, and we up it to what the market rate mm. is. And we mm-hmm. determine the market rate. We actually had a task force look at it a couple of years ago. It's essentially what's the average being paid across the state for these teachers, Mm -hmm. and then comparing that to similar professions. Was that the Dr. Lori Taylor study? Yes, the Dr. Lori Taylor study. So it's kind of the best marketing analysis you can get Mm -hmm. um, with, with, and laying it out in a new pay scale. Okay. So if the state were actually going to pay that recommended amount, you would significantly reduce the amount that the teachers had to beg their districts for (laughs) through the levies. Okay. So you take away a lot of the... um, you take away a lot of what they have to bargain for. Then they can bargain for their health care, their paid sick leave, whatever the other benefits are that that district may need to provide or want to provide to teachers. Okay. So that's essentially the that was the compromise that came, was that came out of the seventies, and mm-hmm. I think it's very likely to be similar to what we do moving forward. Okay. Um, has there been any talk about changing? Um, Aspects of teacher compensation, such as, um, you know, are master's degrees still going to be a part of it? Uh, changing sort of maybe the seniority structure, other things like that. Yeah, there have. And the the structure, the pay scale that has been proposed 
de-emphasizes the graduate degrees a little oh, bit less because okay. there is actually very little correlation between a master's in mm-hmm. biology and your ability to teach a good biology class. Yeah. So we're we'd still be giving extra salary for that, but it's mm-hmm. not wouldn't be the dramatic um, increase that you see today. Okay. So there's been some adjustments made for that. Not that anybody would be penalized. It would no. just be de- de-emphasized. Okay. And then the seniority thing, we haven't talked about getting rid of seniority. No. But yeah. what we did do several years ago was put in place a highly controversial, but I think it's working, evaluation system mm. for teachers and principals. Mm-hmm. And once you put that in place, the concept of seniority is less important because you're sure. ca- you're mentoring the newer teachers. You're helping helping the more experienced teachers improve along, you know, throughout their profession. And it's, um, you know, you're, I guess if you don't get rid of seniority, you're still, you're still dealing with last in first out during Mm -hmm. a riff, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. situation, Mm -hmm. but we're getting, we're reducing the unfairness of it so that your more senior teachers are actually your most seasoned and experienced and talented teachers. And, working okay. through it that way. Okay. Interesting. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of interesting it's a lot going on. work going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I I imagine eventually, obviously for good reasons, it's been more within the work group, but I imagine as we get once we get into session, a lot of these issues will be discussed. Um yeah, I know people. Hearings and whatnot. Yeah, we all had the thing is we all had our bad teachers growing up, and as parents, you have teachers that you think are not as good for your kids as mm-hmm. other teachers. And um, I know as a parent, who the teachers I think are not as good for one kid turn out to be great for the other. Yeah, yeah so, it really depends on the kid. Too. Yeah, so we all have our own personal bias that we bring to it, depending on what we experienced as kids and um, as adults. Right. And so there's a place where you you have to kind of let the profession help you figure out the best way to right. make it work. And there's so much um, political rhetoric yes. that's anti-teacher right. that it's hard to push through that because mm-hmm. the teachers and the principals are the ones working in the field that yes. should have as much say, if not more, in this than, um, mm-hmm. than legislators. So that there's a balance. There's a fine yeah. balance there. Oh, sure. Uh, speaking of teachers, how... Do you think the uh, WEA will, will, do you think they'll be amenable to some of these changes um, that the work group is discussing? I think that their members will like some of them more than they will like others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the the challenge is just for us is to do the right thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And hope that in three years everybody sees that was the right thing to do. Right. So, and I think if we, if le- if the legislature goes in there not with the intent to undermine teachers, yes, and sh- you know, and privatize the public school right. system, yeah. um, if we're all coming at it from the place of let's make this the best school dist- the best school system mm-hmm. in the country, right? Then if we're all on the same page with that, we should end up with something good. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting too because. I was looking at the House Finance Committee like last month. They had a, a work session on um, part of it was devoted to how K twelve schools are financed in the other states, and obviously the other states don't have the constitutional, you know, paramount duty language. But once uh, you know McCleary gets fully implemented, we're going to be like the, probably the only state that has such a 
disparity in terms, disparity isn't the right word, but has so much of the state funding versus local. So it's going to be interesting to see um, this new model that we're creating that really is kind of breaking the mold. Um, Because you look at even, you know, states like Massachusetts that are frequently held up as an example. Now, they have, they provide more per stand more per student funding, but they also have more of a balance between state and local. So it really is sort of new territory you guys are are working on um, in terms of just the having so much state funding for basic education as opposed to the local funding. Yeah, I hadn't heard it said like that before. That's probably true. Yeah. So in a lot of ways you're you're really just breaking new ground. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I hadn't heard that. The, um, I do know that, um, well, we are one of the few states, if not the only one, that says paramount duty yes. in the state constitution. Mm-hmm. All the states have public education of children as in their con- em- embraced in their constitution. Right. right. So that's kind of, I think that's interesting because that started with like Virginia, you know, yeah. back in the day and then it spread west. Interesting. And it's that concept that you need a well-educated citizenry mm-hmm. to run its own government. Mm-hmm. And we take that for granted, but back when democracy was being established, you were completely dependent on people knowing how to govern themselves. Yeah. That's why we don't have a king telling us what mm-hmm. to do. You know, <laughs> exactly. So it's an interesting American concept. Uh-huh. And they, um, almost every state, I think 45 out of the 50 states has been sued at some point in the last 20 oh, years interesting. for underfunding. And I okay. really come back to it. I was um, talking to somebody. I really think that the fact that it's embedded in the constitutions is why we still have a really strong public education system mm-hmm. in the country because legislatures dependent on recessions or economic hard times or mm. politics, you can't dismantle a public education system if your constitution tells you you have to fund exactly. it. Exactly. So yeah, you have no choice. It's a, um, it's a good protector yeah, for yeah, the future. Absolutely. Great. Well, um, we're bumping up against the 30-minute mark, so I was going to yeah. ask about charter schools, but um, maybe we'll save that for another time. That should be easy compared to McCleary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you solved that in a day or two. Yeah. Well, Senator Rolfes, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And um, have a happy holiday season, and we'll hopefully be talking to you sometime in, during session. We'll All be right. down in Olympia on location. Good. I look forward to it. All thank right. you for inviting me. Absolutely. Thank you. Policy Today is a production of the Washington Research Council, dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.